When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. This week's Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Audible, and you can go to audibletrial.com slash lasertime and get started with a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where we slaughter the Special Olympics. <laughs> I'm your host Bob Mackey, that guy who always wears a shirt and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Hey, it's Henry Gilbert and I thought I'd get in shape by drinking milkshake. <laughs> and who else? <laughs> Chris Ray J. Antista. Oh, we're going to learn all about Ray J. Johnson in this episode, <laughs> which is Krusty Gets Cancelled. And it He'll is. tell us what to do. Yes. Uh, we learn from his teachings. Very happy. And in the middle of the show, hey, I know some of you skipped the breaks. We got something very special from our buddy yeah. uh, Eric Nagel of It's Eric Nagel on Sirius XM. Good uh, previous guest. Thank guests. you so much, Eric. Yeah. He, he, has quite, he gave us quite a treat, which you will hear in the break. You it's just got to listen to that break. Incredibly special and unprecedented. Yes. Uh, First of its kind. You not will not o- believe who you will hear. <laughs> is, we are not overestimating. Yes. It's it so, not fake and it is real. Krusty Gets Cancelled aired on May 13th, 1993, and Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real life history. <gasps> oh my god! I'm not going to believe this, uh, because the brand new Pentium chip has spawned a line of new PCs. Uh, wow. It's announced that Dan Rather will be joined by co-anchor Connie Chun, and wow. apropos of this episode, Bette Midler announces her first world tour in over a decade. Wow. All right. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and now Rather's, Rather is just retired and... No, uh, no, no. The, Rather was written out of office yes. by a witch hunt. Yes, uh, that is true. But now he, now he tweets a lot now about he things. He is the best face. Look, oh, Facebook. Right? Hey, we're going to cool it on the politics, people. <laughs> but if you're into that, follow Dan Rather. He's America's dad. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. He has the best Facebook um, page. Now he's America's now. grandpa, I think. Mm-hmm. But I'll just say this really quickly. Some people took exception to a thing I said last episode. I, I apologize, yeah. and I'm sorry about that, but uh, if you want to see my full thing about it, it's it's on it's the webpage the for last week's episode uh, in the comments, so, but again, sorry. If you gotta go, you gotta is, go. That yeah. was an offhand remark. There's gonna be many of them. You're not always gonna disagree with them. It's, and everybody's very sensitive, and we understand that, so we're gonna try and rate it. These in. are dark times, and I yes. can't believe I was only that unhappy on election on inauguration day <laughs> compared to now, how unhappy I feel, and we're recording this the Monday before it. Whatever, I don't want to mark this Do Again. <laughs> hey, uh, but yeah, his. Hey, that was the top. How about this? Here's a clip from our uh, latest president. 
that ought to hold a little SOBs. Oh, <laughs> man. He's, <laughs> he's doomed now. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I want to tell you guys a, a little story Ooh, about this do. episode. So Krusty Gets Cancelled is one of my favorites. Dude, Actually, it's really good. It it's, is really good. Yeah. But after watching it, it's, it's not in my top five anymore, mm. but I did really love it. But it is a personal favorite of mine because my uncle eric knew i was a huge simpsons fan he also mm-hmm. is he's he's my favorite uncle because he's the one most like me on my mom's side mm-hmm. who is like a like on my dad's side he's a little younger than your dad um only slightly mm-hmm. yeah but he's so on my dad's side it's just like a bunch of hunters and good old boys mm-hmm. on that side and i just have nothing in common with them except for video games they mm-hmm. did play video games with me but on my mom's side my uncle eric loved comic books mm-hmm. loves the simpsons and like him him and his wife uh, always get all these cool simpson things but he got me on a trip to la a simpson script Whoa. a four reel simpson script that was oh, being sold wow. like at a convention and it was for this episode wow i didn't hear about this and i've been saving it for this very oh episode. my god henry wow. you and diabolically i i lost the script a long time ago oh, but, Jesus. but i committed it i memorized so much of it was it the table read script it's not this episode oh. in a lot of ways they so on the commentary they talk about well celebrities dropped out mm-hmm. we wanted to get more celebrities we want to get person x person y and so that means the script also went through a lot of drafts mm-hmm. where they have to pull in and out celebrities. And in this draft of it, it was not the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I believe it was Rolling Stones in it. But the mm-hmm. one I remember so well is there's an entire subplot that one of the celebrities has to move in with the Simpsons. Oh. And it's Bill Murray in this one. Whoa. And he's a total, of course he said no. <laughs> and he's a total mooch who is taking everything from Ooh. them. And the joke of Homer opening, trying to open up the couch and tearing the couch apart, that was for Bill Murray in this script. Wow. And he's, he's constantly eating their food, which there's no jokes about that in this episode. And there's even the line oh. at the end, I, I remember this crystal clear, Homer is talking with Bill Murray at the party at the end, and, he, and Bill Murray's like, hey, it all worked out, right, Homer? And uh, you don't mind if I stay a little bit longer? And Homer <laughs> says... You're wearing my pants. <laughs> and then Bill Murray runs away in classic Simpson style. And that and I think that you're wearing my blank joke uh-huh. definitely got reused. It got reused. I checked it on Frankiac. The closest thing I could find was it got reused in the next season when Homer and Skinner are together. Uh, right, in, in uh, it's being sequestered, right? Sequestered. So is it only, yeah. only now we know how foolish it is to write anything for Bill Murray and expect <laughs> yes, him to show yeah. up? Yes, I guess we didn't know that before. But not to get too far ahead of ourselves, mm-hmm. that that was going to be Carson's character. Yeah, so there's oh. so from reading that script, it also let me know just how much they traded around jokes of, okay, take out that celebrity, put in this one, and just cycle through it. And that's how, yeah, that Carson didn't want to to be a mooch so then they give the mooch jokes to bill murray and then bill murray drops out and then they're just like okay crusty stays with them and they just kind of insert it that, into it you're right that man that sequence is really short for it really yes, is yeah it really is this so, episode flies so fast yeah. watching it uh, yesterday i'm like no scene lasts more than 10 seconds yeah. this might be the most fast-paced episode yeah. it's actually paced like a halloween episode because they have so much content yeah. so many characters to cram into this and just one solid story to tell throughout if you have a good memory of it it'll feel like an hour-long or movie <laughs> episode because yeah. there's so many things that happen but but it was amazing to read that script i i I wish I kept track of it. I think because I was like a dumb teen who was like, eh, "I'll just tear through this or whatever." I th- or, drawing your Spider-Man Halloween costumes <laughs> or the pages. well, now like the 
the the staple fell out of it. And mm. I was like, eh, well, I put it back together. It's just a pile of pages. But now I see it's a document that just shows you how much wow. one episode can change before you see it on TV. It's hmm. crazy. They sold scripts at the studio. I, I wonder if somebody just was like selling it illegally yeah. at there. I think you're you can, not allowed to sell scripts. You can find them at lots of conventions and, uh, you know, mm. bookstores in Hollywood and stuff like that. Just mm. these loose table read scripts. Yeah. Because once they're done with them, they just get rid of them. So yeah. um, they give them the fans. But for animation, like it's not the same as as a shooting script for a live action thing. Yeah, they right. changed so much. So one thing I wanted to mention in this episode is um, they've been casually creeping towards making Krusty into Johnny Carson, making his show into The Tonight Show. In this episode, he is Johnny Carson and his show is The Tonight Show. I yes. think in I Love Lisa, his 29th anniversary special, they were setting him up to be a talk show host. Mm. Now it's like who is crusty why do kids yes. like his show um why does he know bet midler so well i mean it doesn't make any sense unless you know about johnny carson and know yeah. who they're direct, directly mirroring and johnny carson basically quit his show or retired the, the year prior like almost a year um prior Made to this huge episode. waves yeah he yeah. said he retired and so this is he retired in like his like what was it like 39th or like 42nd anniversary like didn't even make uh, like it a was cool right number. after 30 he yeah like because Everybody, as I recall, everybody's yeah, like, no, we just show. did your 30th anniversary. And they're like, well, it's now 32. Well, the, like, that movie, The Late Show, points out that the late, like, shift. Uh, the late shift, that uh, a lot of slander was put in the paper to call Johnny old hack and washed up, even mm-hmm. though he didn't have an, any intention of retiring. But all of a sudden, there was critical yeah. pressure for him to retire, even though his ratings weren't bad. Yeah, I he think he said, down. once they start making fun of you, that's mm-hmm. when you quit. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're a joke. Yeah, yeah that's true. And but those were planted by Jay Leno's manager, according <laughs> to The Late Shift. That cat. Kathy Bates, Uh, she's so evil. I love the late shift. It's really good. I actually was going to talk about it later in this one, but Mm. yeah, this was this was the full transformation of him into Johnny Carson. Mm. Even meeting Johnny Carson, though, to show how different he is. But also, Gene and Reese, Reese especially, when I've heard him on non-commentary tracks. Mm fucking hates johnny carson he hated everything he he, like he hated all his time working on him i don't want to put words in his mouth but yeah uh if you listen to like on the gilbert godfrey podcast Mm -hmm. other podcasts he said hated every minute working on carson he was a jerk who fired writers for no good reason and he didn't get why jokes were funny and (laughs) every bit that you like of carson he just stole from somebody else yeah and they worked on the show for maybe 18 months and met him Mm -hmm. twice maybe two or three times and so also when you see the crust he has there's jokes in here of like Krusty. It's a recurring gag where Krusty says, "I got to steal that bit." Mm-hmm. I wonder now if that is just that thing. <laughs> like, yeah, Johnny stole everybody's well, bits. Like, I, I, I've always thought Krusty is the stand-in for any kind of media entertainment person mm-hmm. that Springfield needs to tell a joke. It really, he's really just a character that, that can embody any old Hollywood story, yes. yeah. any old TV story. But mm-hmm. in this in this episode, he's specifically jo- a Johnny he is Carson specifically figure. Johnny, but Except I think that's because when he's Elvis. He's Elvis. Also. <laughs> he's Elvis briefly. But yeah. I think that's because they they needed a recent template for someone moving on and getting canceled. Yeah, like basically any celebrity scandal can be embodied by Krusty in some way yeah, throughout the course it, of the series. Yeah, and it's so weird because like on the surface it's about a warring kid show. Yeah. Uh, warring <laughs> kid shows. But and it's not even, he's not really even on a kid show in yeah. this episode. It's so strange. It is yeah. on four o'clock and kids yeah. watch it. So this was also meant as a sequel of sorts to their softball episode. And, oh yeah. And recorded mm. in the same way. They're just like, we, they recorded all those MLB stars whenever they came into town from LA, but they were planning it for a really long time. So I think they were also like, well, let's just give us extra time to record every celebrity we can get. They tried to get a president. They couldn't. They tried to get yeah. a living president. They couldn't. They said the closest they got was actually Reagan because Reagan what? was friends with Elizabeth Taylor 
and she it was just old Hollywood what buddies. A world, Jesus! And uh, mm-hmm. like, so she tried to hook him up, but they said that Reagan did send them a a letter of mm-hmm. like, sorry, I can't do it. But it was like from Reagan's personal pen, and John Schwarzwelder prized it so highly. <laughs> and, and so and so they couldn't get that. People dropped out, like Bill Murray, the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. other famous people who weren't in the draft in mine, uh, but. And they had to like modu- get it a lot more modular than it mm-hmm. was, or they had to also reuse voice to yeah. do voice actors on this. And, and that's what I did. I totally forgot about this because the opening is them watching television. Springfield Squares, yes, Springfield so, yes. Squares. Rainier Wolf Castle to block. Oh, Rainier Wolf Castle, star of McBain and the upcoming film Help. My son is a nerd. <laughs> My son returns from a fancy East Coast college, and I'm horrified to find he's a nerd. <laughs> I'm laughing already. It's not a comedy. Oh, shit, I forgot. I thought that had Barry White in it, but like it, it Barry does. White's in there for like. Well, I thought the clip did, but oh, uh, okay. He's in there for like four seconds. Apparently, they threw they threw yeah. him in here. Yeah, they go up to a square. I wonder if they paid him twice for that. I, 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 I think so. they have to. They have to. Yeah, yeah with to two be episodes a, to be a SAG show, they'd have mm-hmm. to do that. Well, this the, this whole joke revolves around uh, Charlie Weaver, who is a character that's um, okay. This is such an so old first lost off, time you reference. Need to know what Hollywood Squares is. Oh God, they did have they did have the Whoopi Goldberg show. That's almost twenty years old Wookie Goldberg yeah, well, yeah. is that a laser time uh, forums username <laughs> Wookie Goldberg so they did have that show but this was but this predates this joke predates the revival of it this right, is the a, 70s. mocking the 70s one which is why Wally Cox is in there even though he had been dead since 73 he's, he's in <laughs> Springfield Square yeah I mean Charlie Weaver the, so he was played by a, an actor named Cliff Arquette he started on the Jack Parr version of the Tonight Show playing wow. this very folksy character with a straw hat suspenders and these like horn rim glasses and this is who they're making fun of because he came back in the seventies. He was like on the in on the Tonight Show in the fifties, and he came back in the seventies on the Hollywood Squares. And that's he was always Center Square, I guess, or all, he, just always on the show. And he refused to leave his square, yeah. but his steadfastness to not leave a national natural disaster is actually a parody of a real life tragedy. <laughs> oh my God! In nineteen eighty, Mount Saint Helen exploded. Oh, yeah. It was a volcano in uh, in America, though it was just a mountain, and then. Occasionally, this will happen where mountains become volcanoes Mm -hmm. and people were evacuating. But one man, Harry R. Truman, not to be confused with the president. (laughs) No relation. Held up a newspaper, refused to leave. He was, uh, he lived on the Spirit Lake Lodge and he said he would never move. He was like, I'm not moving. I'm west of the mountain. I'm north of the mountain. Not going to affect me. I'm not moving. And uh, he didn't uh, make it. And neither did everything's gone. And so. This is a clip about him and a song written in tribute oh to Harry God. R. Truman. I ain't afraid of no roller coaster. Weeks and weeks of anticipation waiting for the mountain to blow. But old Harry Truman made wow. his declaration. No way in hell was he gonna go. If I leave my home, I'd die in a week. This mountain's where I buried my wife. Yeah, so <laughs> he had about a week to live anyways. I mean, they make a good point. He's like, he was an 83-year-old man. What, he was going to leave his home and then, what, live three more years? That song written like else? 15 years beforehand? So <laughs> this reference is so deep, we're looking at the fossil record of it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a carbon dated on and, and now you get it, right? I hope. And Homer's, ca- I love the meanness of Homer's, well, he's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they start cackling, yeah. Also, yeah. a first in that clip. 
McBain had never been identified by his actor name oh. to that point. That was the first oh, Rainier, Rainier, Rainier Wolf, Wolf Castle. Castle. Spelled so, out and everything. So we also may have entered the time of McBain is not a mm. character anymore on the show because the McBain film exists. Mm. And they were told by Fox Legal they couldn't do it. Well, there is that joke, Magic Ticket My Ass McBain in the yes. season. <laughs> yeah, people still call him McBain, but he exists in the world as Rainier true. Wolf there Castle. are no more McBain movies being yeah. made. In the uh, no more well, Mendoza. It is true, though. We are two episodes away from late night with McBain uh-huh. right yeah. uh, maybe you're all homosexuals too and we played we played this early in the show but uh, Gamble. 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 I I was trying to think I, I felt like there was a lot of analogs to that like something marketed but they wouldn't tell you what it was for like mm. what felt like weeks at a time well uh, on the commentary I think Al Jean says this all comes from John Schwartzwelder who worked in ads for a long time mm-hmm. so he knew the strategies to get people excited about yeah. something without them really knowing what it was so maybe this is something that he had a hand in maybe he knew about ad campaigns that did the same the, thing the only one I can think of off the top of my head sadly is like on this date McDonald's <laughs> grows up and uh-huh. for a month there was like these videos like Security cam footage of Ronald McDonald walking ah, on yes. golf courses and like washing his car. For the big, the, the Arch Deluxe. Called the Arch, Arch Deluxe. It was eventually revealed to be the burger with the grown up taste, the Arch Deluxe, which of course is going to let people down if you're like teasing something as a yeah. secret. I just don't see that happen at all anymore. It felt like a very 90s tease. Sorry, video, video games do that still. But well, like, that's, that's what felt like. That's um, true. Yeah, they do. That's yeah. what felt like modern day coverage of pop culture things mm-hmm. in that. Homer's reading a newspaper like, who is Gabbo? And Lisa's just like, they're not giving you much to go on, yeah. Dad. And I was like, that he, maybe I'm just identifying that as somebody who has to write an article <laughs> out of nothing for uh-huh. a tease. But it's just like, that newspaper was the same deal. Like, well, we know the title of Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Mm. What could this mean? But who is The Last get, Jedi? This, I've <laughs> got to get to 400 words. <laughs> this, is, this is why we have... Well, Jedi is plural, man. Relax. Anyway, that's <laughs> uh, true. Anyway, like that, I, I'm pretty sure there was something specific that happened just like this, but it's mm. on the tip of my tongue. It's hard to Google. I <laughs> couldn't figure it out, but that's why we have comments. Lasertimepodcast.com. Yell at us in the comments. Uh, and yes. also, well, I, and there's a great sequence of the whole, like all of Springfield, and that's why I love this episode. It gives like all the characters of Springfield a moment, mm-hmm. and great one from Reverend Lovejoy. Everyone is saying gabble this and gabble that. But no one is saying, worship this, and Jericho that. <laughs> What's this about Gabo? <laughs> What's this about Gabo? Gabo is coming. Uh, uh, yeah, that Burns, it was kind of, It was a bit of an easy Burns joke. They yeah. had better this season. I'm just like, mm. you see that? Gabo is coming. Which almost, that seems like, Burns is so old, he should be like that harlot Gabo. <laughs> She's not as good as the person Upstart. who... Upstart. <laughs> that young strumpet. She's yeah. no Mary Pickford. There you go. <laughs> hey, actually, you push I was there. Yeah. Uh, but finally, Gabbo Hooray. is introduced. I can't believe it. Our first glimpse of Gabbo. He'll tell us what to do. <laughs> Hello, I'm Gabbo. And I'm Arthur Crandall. That's easy for you to say. You don't have a hand up, you tuchus. Oi, hey! <laughs> oh, Gabbo, you'll say anything. And you can watch us every afternoon at four. <gasps> That's the same time as Krusty the Clown. Uh-oh. A cute little character could take America by storm. All he needs is a hook. I'm a bad little boy. Hi, caramba. So. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. I am dying to explore Gabbo. We have to go to a break real oh, fast. Oh. We got a special treat for you, okay. and we're going to go out with a full Gabbo song. So enjoy that. We'll be back in just a few seconds. You gotta like me. You gotta love me. Because I can do most anything. I can do the holly gully. 
I can't imitate Vince Scully. Let's take time out from this triple play to talk about Farmer Dan's pure pork sausage. Mm-hmm. I'll give out shiny times. I'll travel back in time. You're gonna like him. You're gonna love him. It's a great... Simpsons will be right back. Thank you so much, Talking Simpsons listeners, for listening to this season four finale of uh, Talking Simpsons. That has almost no meaning given the kind of show we do because we will be back next week anyway. But if you wanted to brush up on your Simpsons uh, knowledge in the meantime, there's uh, we got a really good way to do that with today's sponsor, Audible. And guess what? You listeners can go to audibletrial.com slash laser time and get a free audiobook right now just for signing up uh, and a free 30-day trial of the Audible service. And it is really cool. If you don't know what Audible is, it has over 180,000 uh, titles to choose from that you can play in your earbuds, on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player, audiobooks, um, educational lectures, comedy series. Uh, Audible now has exclusive series. And yes, if you enjoy podcasts, odds are you're going to like uh, something that Audible has on their network. Now, of course, Audible has the bestsellers like Harry Potter, Dune, The Girl with the Something or Other series, all that kind of stuff. But if I had to recommend something to you, Simpsons fans, um, Nancy Cartwright's book, My Life as a Ten-Year-Old Boy, is available free right there. Or if you like showbiz minutia, which is brimming in this week's episode, you can get Here's Johnny, My Memories of Johnny Carson, The Tonight Show, and 46 Years of Friendship, written and read by Ed McMahon. Was that Ed McMahon? I don't even know. You tell me. Or try Audible for yourself at audibletrial.com slash time. You'll get a free audiobook and 30 days to try Audible for yourself. hi Hey, this is Sideshow Luke Perry. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. Oh, speaking of tag, uh, there was a clip I didn't get to use of him. You will be sucked. You will find us many other games. Whoa, 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 whoa. You will find that many, many more enemies surrounding you compared to the other hack and slash titles. This is not the ordinary hack and slash anymore. This is an extreme. Extreme. I, lo- I love Takfuji. I love yeah. him. So like, I honestly can't wow. remember if I was there or not. Mm-hmm. I think I was there, but it's also I've heard the clips so many times now. I'm like, six years of that stuff is just like a blur. Yeah. Because it was like you'd go to a conference, and the moment one is over, you are either running or trying to get a cab or trying to like cram a $9 pretzel while you walk fast and drop shit to get to the next conference. After six hours of conferences, then it's like time to write stuff while everyone goes and parties. And you're like, who the fuck is partying? Aren't you? Who's writing all the stuff that I see on the... Oh, it's me. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again.
coming back in with uh, one of the most 90s themes of all time, the Melrose Place theme song. I love it. We'll tell you it. why in a bit. Uh, <laughs> but, okay. Can we talk about Gabbo? The, the Gabbo. Gabbo. So the Gabbo thing got what? me watching it. Like, when, or it, it, when I, not got me watching it, but I mean, I was also like, what is Gabbo? Yeah. What, it, when, in first viewing as a kid, I was so excited. And when, I was disappointed in the reveal, yes, even as a plot too. device. Yeah. I was just like, what? Why this do people care about people this? people like this? Yeah. And it's him doing, it's Azaria doing is, is Jerry Lewis, yeah. is extreme Jerry Lewis. Yes. And it is a reference to a classic film. Right? Yeah, it's a reference to The Great Gabbo, a 1929 early sound oh. film. And I was watching parts of it today, not at work. Uh, it's about a ventriloquist uh, played by Eric von Stroheim. He's the butler in Hollywood Boulevard, a fantastic actor. I used to be someone. Exactly. Yes. And um, it's about his spiral into madness, and he has a puppet named Otto. I don't think the puppet is evil, but it's a pre-code film, so it's pretty spicy. Mm. If you want to see women who are dead and sexy, uh, and dead sexy, it's, it's please just, watch The Great Gabbo. It's on YouTube. Every, somebody put it up there. In The Simpsons, Gabbo's not a puppet. Gabbo's a, hu- yes. like a, a human who yeah. is a puppet. Well, Gabbo, a living puppet? Gabbo, every other scene outside of his song, mm-hmm. he is a puppet. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's a puppet in those scenes. No, but he, in he smokes song. and acts on his own accord. Well, that's Off what camera. I, I well, do like is that they, yeah. he, he Art, lives as a puppet. Arthur Crandall's insane. He's, a, he's an insane <laughs> man. I, I, I want to say that because like, some of the best animated sequences involve that Gabbo song. and This is a beautifully oh, yeah. animated episode. David Silverman uh, yeah. directed this. So, yeah. so, so you see him all over this episode, so, too. So, Chris, you must have loved the, as a kid, you must have loved the song and dance and known it was Pinocchio like you well yeah yeah but what I've got at, no strings yeah, well, yeah I know you're a Pinocchio super I love fan, Pinocchio so I was one wondering one of the dumb if- things I collect people and you uh-huh. can help me out with this is every kind of Pinocchio home video format hmm. wow. laser disc uh, reel to reel anything I, anything I don't go looking for it when I find it I buy it so when I it was, so when I was 10 this was another one of those magical I get this moment well, when I, I saw that song in the dance. Charlie what's his name like more of a mm-hmm. send up of Charlie McCarthy, McCarthy yeah. maybe Howdy Doody a little I bit. Mean, yes, yeah. but no, no, no. The, the character of Gabbo is, but the Gabbo song. Oh, yeah. The Gabbo song is I Got it, No Strings. It's I've Got No Strings. Like when the Cossacks you come have, in, you're just like, yeah, yeah, this is exactly. I love that jets fly from back. Yeah. It's like the Blue Angels come this out or whatever. It's a pre drone world. That joke is great. <laughs> it is amazing. And I think it's a great piece of animation. And yeah. I, th- I think it's a very TV writer concern of. Oh no, Krusty's in danger yeah. in his time slot. <laughs> yeah. What is he gonna do? Like that, that the drama comes from a this time is, slot. This episode is gonna be such a time capsule. For and yes. when you have a, sh- a show like this with this premise, like mm-hmm. you normally don't show the very impressive thing. You show the reactions to it because mm-hmm. you realize I can't write something that lives up to yeah, what, I'm, what yeah. I'm promising. But in this case, it kind of does. They kind of go all out with the animation and the mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the stage production and everything. And yeah, he does do Vin Scully, who yeah. just retired <laughs> last year. He's still alive. And yeah. when he says, "I can." even do Vin Scully then it's just Cheers Scully yeah. which he does pretty naturally in like any anytime he's announcing a sports game yeah so Vin a Scully uh, a, a sports <laughs> game so Vin Scully was the announcer for the Dodgers correct first the Brooklyn Dodgers and then all then he went with them to LA and he just retired did his last LA Dodgers game mm-hmm. when their season was up he did his last one and he's like and I'm a barrage of pretzels yeah. knocking white that's, <laughs> so, Vin that's definitely him so of course they love Scully they mm-hmm. love Vin Scully in uh, the Simpsons he's mm-hmm. the LA announcer so. yeah and the, the sausage reference is the fact that he would promote the sausage Sausages they were selling the Dodger dogs yes. in the stadium, but this is him talking about Lucky Strike, uh, which will not <laughs> kill you. Come up to bat means we have time too to wax eloquent about Luckies, and that's an easy assignment. Let me assure you. But friends, there's no smoke like a Lucky. A Lucky's all cigarette, all fine tobacco. 
to back the home run, but still talking about lucky. Being mild and naturally good tasting. Yeah. Wow, I love old and cigarette And no filter means more tar. <laughs> Delicious tar for your lungs your to lungs. chew. Yes. <laughs> Delicious tar. Good old cigarettes. Uh, that's that's uh, great. I, I say smugly as I take a hit off my vape. Hey. Uh, you want to learn how that kills you for another five years. Well, speaking of smoking, Krusty uh, <laughs> is chain smoking yeah. this idea. Bad it, dummy doesn't scare me. I've had plenty of guys come after me, and I've buried them all. Hobos, sea captains, Joey Bishop. Don't forget the Special Olympics. Oh, yeah. I slaughtered the Special Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) Slaughter. That is just the... The yeah. joy he has in Slaughter. Yeah. Also, beating Joey Bishop, another Tonight Show That's reference. That's right, yeah. Joey Bishop went up against Carson, lost badly. Not even the mafia could save his show. No. <laughs> but, he had, but his sidekick, Regis Philbin, <laughs> oh, you're right. still is doing things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Won't be using the death jingle for him anytime yeah. soon. Nope, not yet. Cross so. those fingers. <laughs> and Penny Candy was back and actually got a line. Her last speaking role for, I think, like 20 years, Pretty maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just love this clip of Quimby. He loves Gabbo, too. I admit I used use the city treasury to fund the murder of my enemies. <laughs> but as Gabba would say, I'm a bad little boy. <laughs> that is so extreme. Yeah, just admitting to murder. I, yes. Being an ac- accessory to murder. The murder of my enemies. Yeah, beautiful the line. murder of my enemies. Give us hell, Quimby. My favorite thing, because I, I only recently <laughs> ordered this on Deep. Henry, oh, yes. you tend to buy shirts of everything you've ever loved. Yeah. And the, I'm not jealous of any of them, mm-hmm. other than Worker and Parasite. Well, kids, this is where you would watch Itchy and Scratchy, except they're on the Gabbo show now. So, here's Eastern Europe's favorite cat and mouse team, Worker and Parasite. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I love, love Worker that. and Parasite so much. If you've ever watched Soviet cartoons, they yeah. are uh, they are this. I don't know like, that it's directly based on this, but I it, it's available to buy in a DVD collection. But the Tom and Jerry streak of of Gene. Deitch? Deitch? I think that's his name, yeah. Uh, yeah, back when uh, all the studios shut down their theatrical animation divisions, uh, MGM wanted to keep Tom and Jerry going, so they farmed it out to Czechoslovakia. To a bunch mm. of untrained animators. There's a lot of online about it now, because I think he just wrote a book he or did. published a book. And it's like, because you know, he hated the characters initially, he thought they were too violent, and mm-hmm. you see these things now. You know what I, I found out? What's the creepiest thing in the world? Cheaply produced children's entertainment, uh, and, yeah. and these cartoons are like, so unnerving. These Tom and Jerry, the cartoons. sound is off, the sound effects are off, the music is weird. They they seem to be using existing MGM sound on like recorded badly and sent over to them, yeah. or recording their own in an echoey room. Mm. Just it, everything that's, feels so dire and <laughs> weird and haunted, housey. And it's Tom and Jerry try, trying and their best to be that's Tom what and Jerry. I loved about the horrible sound in the in the Worker and Parasite cartoon yeah. too. That you, like you got there. if you if you ha- like if if you smoke pot, <laughs> look up look up one of these cartoons. Turn the lights out. You will get chills by like the the horrible dog and cat noises they add on to the MGM stock noises. I actually interacted with the director of those cartoons really? on Facebook a year ago. Uh, I have a friend that's an animation historian. He wrote the Ren and Stimpy book yeah. we talk about on here a lot. Mm-hmm. 
I think he was talking about it or he was posting about it on Facebook and I was just mentioning those cartoons. I was like, oh, I hated them. They were terrifying to mm-hmm. me as a kid. They're so ugly. And then the next post is that director who's in his <laughs> 90s oh, no. kind of being like, uh, oh, you know, we worked really hard. We didn't have that many resources. He was just sort of like yeah. apologizing for his yeah. work. And I was like, I'm so sorry. You're still alive and I treasure you. Thanks he, for he working a, on these. He was a big deal at his time. <laughs> and he created a bunch of cartoon characters over there that I've never heard of. Yeah. But as a, as a result, once you know how they're made, they're beautiful. Yeah, they were really made against adversity. Yeah, really. they're not Tom and Jerry cartoons. They just happen to feature mm. them, but they're really surreal and, and interesting to watch. But but Worker in Parasite does remind me of about 10 years ago uh, when I worked at a video store, this uh, DVD came out, which was a collection of Soviet cartoons. Mm. It was all the Soviet animation, which was... Paid for by the state to talk about how evil capitalism is, and I agree with them. <laughs> They've worked on me. No, but it I was... I, for one, welcome our Russian overlords. <laughs> so there were a couple, but there were some in there that were like, oh, this looks so cheap. And then there was actually a couple that had sub-Disney short animation, but good animation. Yeah, it's... And they were just kind of amazing to see, but one of them definitely had that background of unhappy workers yeah. that Worker and Parasite bounce in front of. If you've been <laughs> fortunate enough to see films from that period, it all concerns the proletariat. <laughs> like all, almost all entertainment. And it's real weird. It was really relevant. Still on, is. on the Soviet one, they all, on the Soviet cartoons, they also got in America for its racism, mm-hmm. which is just like, well, you guys are your own... You guys got your own business to deal with racism in Russia. But anywho, mm. uh, if you want to get your own worker in Parasite shirt, they sell them on Threadless. The best they sold out. Well, maybe. That's I thought, why I was I, jealous of you. I was trying to oh, get okay. it. I'd seen other one. I seen the other one I bought on Threadless. Still, Threadless has the best because they're all references to the good seasons you like, <laughs> and they don't have a dumb joke on it of like. Girls like you when I bleh or whatever. Like, Say hello to my little friends. Yes. And it's a picture of Bart and Milhouse and oh, Martin. I hate all that. <laughs> well, and speaking of Milhouse, I noticed this in this episode and in the next one. Mm-hmm. They needed a third friend for lines for I did Bart too. and Milhouse. Yeah, it's weird that- and so they're just like, it's Nelson. Yeah. Nelson will be the third person in these jokes. It's the first time he's just sense. playing with them and he's yeah. not you know, trying to beat them up or trying to get something out of them. And by the fifth season, the next time Nelson is there, he, he will be the combo of like, I will hang out with you, Bart, mm-hmm. but I will also punch you in the stomach. I want to think that he bonded with Bart over their moms both being in jail <laughs> ah, and they yeah. became friends Mild over that. continuity. And they are correct that slot cars are boring. Uh, this, yeah. this is one of my favorite, like what, Wait, wait, before go we ahead. That. Well, first off, let's deconstruct that Krusty had such a terrible deal with Itchy and Scratchy yeah. they could just leave for Gabbo. He should have had like a year exclusivity. Somewhere. Yeah, and we've talked about those old that that the, all those children's shows of like the the, the sick, late sixties were to repackage theatrical shorts so they'd get a clown usually to host mm-hmm. a children's yeah, show. Yeah, they were not new so they cartoons. Could, yeah, so in they could anyway. play Popeye cartoons. <laughs> and it's that, sort of like when the King of Cartoons would come in for yeah. five minutes to waste your time. It's, and also... Uh, but they they weren't married to the show that they were on. Yeah, so yeah. they could leave. Yeah. Uh, but Krusty's own ventriloquist doll scared me when I first saw it. Alphonse. is, is mm. so yeah. funny and doesn't... And him, him in the stands with the mm. shrieking children is one of my yes. favorite images of the entire and episode. And I didn't get until rewatching it as an adult, like... Oh, his mustache is really long to hide his mouth when he's doing ventriloquism. Oh, you know, I didn't that's, think of that, actually. That's, that's why great. he has a stupid long mustache. It's, he's not even alive. He's dead. Crack. <laughs> oh, I, I did just find it somewhere in the episode, uh, is it Gabbo or Krusty 
broadcast at a KBBL, normally the radio station, yeah, yeah. but the TV station is called KBBL, which is normally is just Channel Six. Yeah, well, well Krusty films out of well, he films out of Krusty Loose Studios, which is attached <laughs> to Channel Six. In my hometown, the uh, TV station and the radio station, one of them had the same uh, letters, call letters. There was a WKBM oh, okay. radio station, WKBN TV station. I mean, everybody in my town, Tallahassee, Florida, was tripping over the right to call themselves WFSU. Beat your ass every year at the National Bowl. I don't know shit about sports. Go manatees. <laughs> <laughs> so the failure of working in Parasite is the end of the show. Yeah. But if we, that's the end of the act. Mm-hmm. But if we had watched, as we would see in the 138 mm-hmm. special, they then had an extra scene where Krusty actually gets canceled. Yeah. Like is directly, the actual title of the episode happens. Yeah. Otherwise, Krusty gets canceled off screen. It's yeah. the empty audience and then cut Which to, gives it the illusion well, that we're he, canceled. He, pulled, he threw in the towel. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and so that's what this clip is. And it, it features one of, like, why I think it's such a great animated episode. Well, that's it. We've been canceled. I think we can be proud that we never did a bad show. Except for that week Ray J. Johnson was my co-host. <laughs> You could call me Ray, and you can call me Jay. Ugh, that thing was funny for about three seconds. But the important thing is, <laughs> we're like a family. Crusty. Right. Shut your hole! <laughs> so, oh, the, the animation moment is Mr. Teeny takes a swig. I heard it, yeah. A liquor flask. Yeah. And then gets like the liquor shakes. Oh, There's I, no I, reason for that scene to exist, but this this episode is filmed with shit. That's got to be that. just David Silverman or the animator just in charge drive of that home. scene. Yes. The monkey is drinking <laughs> liquor. He smokes cigars, he drinks liquor, yeah. he eats ice cream. And Brad Bird was still the supervising director and was yeah. sticking stuff in, too. I mean. There are some Brad Bird drawings in this scene, in I, this episode, rather. I meant to mention it right when he introduces worker and parasite those are some of the david silverman-iest poses ever especially mm. when he goes but we've got worker and parasite yes. and he like points a finger up and like that is it i know david Silverman. you can definitely tell it's I, him i feel certain of that but i do want to move on to ray j johnson who they shit all over <laughs> future guest really ray j has. johnson when yes. so when they go to branson in season 14 or 15 ray mm-hmm. j johnson is a voice on the show because that's the episode where grandpa gets a new girlfriend yeah and he's acting like a teenager and homer's having to be the father for him exactly and it's then not they great go, and so they go <laughs> off to branson to get married it's not great, but I would say it's better than any Mike Scully episode or yeah. late Mike Scully episodes because it at least has a family story. It comes right. from family drama. And I like the Branson story because my grandma went there a lot. And the, the tagline for Branson is they took Nick at night and made it a town. And Ray J. Johnson, um, born Bill Saluga in Youngstown, Ohio, my wow. birthplace where oh. only big losers come out of. <laughs> like the me. second most famous person from Youngstown? I think so, yeah. Nice who's, who's not a criminal. Or Ray J. Johnson. Um, but yeah, he was a, he was a comedian. Uh, he did a bit basically where... He didn't want you to call him Johnson, so he, he went through all the names you could call him because he didn't want you to call him, like, a dick, basically. Like, don't call me Johnson because Johnson means dick. I, I and I have a clip from King of the Hill where Bobby and Joseph, they are they are mystified why their parents think this is funny. So they're sitting down and listening to this record of Ray J. Johnson being like, why, why am I, why, what is this? My dad never laughs at anything, so this has got to be good. Hey, Johnson! You don't have to call me Johnson. My name is Raymond J. Johnson Jr. Now you can call me Ray, or you can call me Jay, or you can call me RJ, or you can call me RJJ, or you can call me RJJ Jr. But you doesn't have to call me Johnson. I don't get it. What are they laughing at? And who's he talking to? Is he talking to us? I'd like to hear more from the guy who said, hey, Johnson. 
So in the episode that they, he's a voice on in The Simpsons much later, uh, the line he does in the in the song about Branson, which is a pretty funny song, he's mm. like, you can call me Ray, you can call me Jay, call me whatever you want, I do seven shows a day. So he's kind of rubbing it in their face, like, I'm popular here, yes. no one knows about me, but they come to see me, but so fuck you. Mr. T for that song. Oh, they really? Have to, they okay. have to sub in Mr. T, who will later be That's a guest right. on the show. Yeah. It's like, come on, Mr. T, you don't want a paycheck for this? That's so cruel to Ray J. Like, yeah. it's just like, that's funny for three seconds, and then following that up, like, they'll trash him later in this episode. Yeah, this episode so much, but it is the most time capsule episode it ever. It really, filled really with is. things no one will get under 20. Yeah, both Charlie Weaver and Ray J. Johnson, I think, are our deepest digs into references so far. I love doing this show. God damn it. So then he goes to Johnny Carson's place, and it is a magical moment because Johnny Carson... <laughs> He made three appearances after retiring from The Tonight Show, mm-hmm. only two of them speaking. He, yeah. uh, he appeared at a teacher's awards thing. Mm-hmm. He appeared and said nothing on, on, Letterman. on Letterman when Letterman went to L.A. He, I believe he took down his glasses and drove away. Yeah. Oh, then he came into the audience and sat at the desk mm-hmm. and then got out from the desk. And but allegedly he was submitting monologue jokes all the while to mm-hmm. David Letterman in secrets. <laughs> yes. Which he wouldn't reveal. Letterman didn't reveal until his death. Oh, wow. And so I the only other time... That... Carson's death. Letterman is hopefully <laughs> still with us, depending on when this airs. Looking but... like Santa Claus these days. <laughs> but before, but I guess that means before we hear a clip from Johnny Carson, mm-hmm. we have to hear a certain jingle. No. Uh, well, I'd love that it's in the show. Um, well, that's true. Rossi, how are you holding up? Well, I'm kind of worried about the future. How do you deal with it? Well, you've been on TV longer than I have. I'm sure you've saved up quite a nest egg. Oh, uh, yeah. Do they still buy human hair down at the wig shop? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I really like the, the mild fiction it sets up there. The Krusty has been on for longer than the 60s. Yeah. Uh, As established in Krusty Gets Busted. Yeah, he started in 63, according to I Love Lisa. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So he, but they technically wasn't on longer. But yeah. Though this scene, it like predates Late Shift. Even the book Late yeah. Shift was 94. But this, there are scenes like this in the Late Shift movie, at least mm-hmm. I haven't read the book, but of D- D- Johnny playing tennis and getting, and David asking him for advice. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and this is, but this is all these jokes coming together in not just in the I Love Lisa, but mm-hmm. also in Camp Krusty. Mm-hmm. He's oh, yeah, at Wimbledon, Wimbledon right, as right. a reference to Johnny Carson. <laughs> God, there's so much Carson baking there's, to Krusty. There's so much into him. Yeah. And this is also after, and it'll actually be in the next episode too, they'll watch Carson on TV and he'll tell terrible jokes. Yeah, the, the joke Karnak is, jokes. Car- yeah, the joke is like, Carson sucks. Yeah. And yet they got him on it, obviously, because he doesn't watch The Simpsons. What's he care? So Henry, you would know this. Was the late show business happening at this time or was it settled that Letterman was going to CBS and not getting Johnny's? He, yeah, he had okay. settled it at that point, but he had to finish his contract and then left. Right, because it was so. this fall where Conan takes over, yep. uh, where Letterman was, Letterman goes to CBS, fall of 93. So that's all those dominoes have fallen it's, yeah it was really sped up but chris knows this really well too mm-hmm. but it was really sped up in the late shift obviously yeah and, uh, oh late shift sorry yeah it was over show. a period of a few years or something like that just I, I don't know why i'm so fascinated by these stories it's a great i love the late shift. i always thought that like HBO only film. i like late night talk shows when i'm a teenager and apparently they're the most lucrative things in the universe yeah and they matter the most then i think and it's why when you see they announce a new talk show you groan because you don't care, but it's worth that much money to to even fail. They yeah. have to try, and they probably had to pay Johnny Carson money to use the Tonight Show jingle yeah. yes. as that. Like uh, that, maybe that's also why he. Yeah, why that's, he that's came on. watching. There's a great Carson documentary on Netflix, and yeah. it was just like that. Carson created 
the big band noise because he liked that kind of music. Mm. So everybody else who made a talk show oh. hired a band with a brass section because they thought that's what a talk show is, which the Steve Allen, who will mm. also be referenced here, it's just, there's no band. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a desk and a couch. Yes. It never happened before Carson. Interesting. He, he literally created the talk show band. Uh, just, I find that fascinating. Just, yeah. You're still watching Colbert come in with like, Blaring trombones, <laughs> like representative of no music being played anywhere. But Chris, uh, I think you have to play the death jingle. That oh, is, yeah. fuck me. Death stalks you at every turn. Ah, there it is, death. Do I have to? We don't have to play it twice this episode, do we? Uh, we might. I don't know. I mean, he died in 2005 at age 79. Yeah. Uh, notorious chain smoker. I think one of the last and things. Womanizer. He, and womanizer. That didn't kill him though. Oh, no. But uh, I think one of the last things his brother he, he said to somebody was like those damn cigarettes. Mm-hmm. You know, just he. Wouldn't stop chain smoking. He couldn't. So yeah. and he that's did, what did he didn't even in. hide it. He like did it on television too. Yeah, like, when they could do that openly smoking on the night show. It's right? really weird. So I love the animation. Speaking of great animation mm-hmm. in this, Krusty's animation of like shouting at the horse is yeah. so great. Like now come over. Here. Okay, I think I have to give that my line of the show because it, it works right. without <laughs> it works without any visuals. That's the joke. <laughs> come on, you stupid horse. Mm. I got my last ten bucks on you. No, don't look at me. Run. No, don't come over here. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> He's licking his face. That's a great joke. Don't look at me. Yeah. Don't come over. And it's all just one shot of Krusty. That is it. You know, I've been to, I've seen live horse races many times, and that's a bad horse. Like, yes. they have trained that horse very badly to that's, stop uh, galloping and then also go to the sides. Like, that wouldn't happen. And just to give me the excuse to play the Melrose Place theme song, oh, uh, yeah. just because of this clip. Oh, Kyle, I just don't think I fit in here at Melrose Place. From now on. I'll be doing the thinking for both of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Melrose Place, thank you to Luke Perry oh, yeah. for yes. the shout-out. And in that scene... Wait, Melrose Place? Well, well it's, it's, it's produced by the same oh, spelling group right, of people. Right. And in that scene, uh, Krusty has on fake sideburns. In a way, he looks really 70s, mm. but that was the visual embodiment of those yeah. shows, Luke mm. Perry and Jason Priestley's fucking sideburns. Yes. And this show exactly. was so huge. I mean, yeah. there was a Seinfeld about all the characters being ashamed of watching it, right? I think it was Models, yeah. Inc., but it's, it's oh, the same... Well, no, it was Melrose Place. Oh, it was Melrose Place. Yeah, Models, Inc. is what the great yeah, and in my shitty hometown of Youngstown, mm-hmm. there was an apartment complex, a shitty apartment complex named Melrose Place Two. Oh my god! <laughs> and you really want to live there because oh it will god. explode every season. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, but uh, that was a that was a sexy show to watch as a kid. Uh, Definitely. Speaking mm-hmm. of jokes that seem like TV writer ones, saying mm-hmm. that Steve Allen did this first, like that is that was old TV yeah. writers like ah, Steve yeah. Allen did that first. Yeah, he for did this. a little bit of setup to this clip, he did the man on the street joke. He did this joke. He did that joke. But and the, the Simpsons has an internal fiction where Steve Allen invented everything anyway. Yes, the and he wrote eight hundred books. Yeah, and but the, the, the Bart and Lisa are watching Gabo do a prank call that Bart what accuses him of ripping off Krusty, and mm. Lisa says Krusty ripped this off of Steve Allen actually. Yeah. Hello, is this Krusty the Cloud? Is this the callback for that porno film? Look, I was a little nervous that day, but I'm all man. I can assure you. Uh, no, I represent a Japanese camera company. We'd like to pay you $2 million to do a camera commercial. Whoa, me Reiki very much. Uh, oh, I hope I didn't offend you. I need this bad. Bad enough to hit yourself over the head with the phone? Whoa, you got it. Go, go. <laughs> what the? Uh, 
If this is anyone but Steve Allen, you're stealing my bit. Awesome. We saw some of uh, Krusty's racially insensitive comedy much later. Yeah. And another Fall from Grace episode when he has to become a stand-up comic. He's had like eight Falls from Grace. Yeah. But this, yeah, I wondered if this was the setup for the <clears throat> Miso Solly routine that <laughs> he will With the flapping do. dickie. Yeah. I yeah. would just like to point out, it's Hank Azaria doing a George Takai impression, yeah. which he'll do again to, to be Play Akira. Akira. Yeah. yeah, I think he's done it previously to this, yeah. yeah. When they can't get Takai, they do him. Yeah, that was great. I, I love that. Then they snuck on a joke about the, that Krusty couldn't get hard for the porno <laughs> yeah. audition. Like, I'm say, all a man. That's <laughs> like, I got a little nervous, but I, that's... that's, that's that's so dirty to get on a kid show. And that he's already going to porn, which that also makes me think like, wait, no, you could be hosting porn. Like, st- it is the steps. Like, you go to host no. porn, then porn. You can be in a Playboy video and still be president. I feel like you it's less dirty it. than Chief Wickham telling uh, Lisa and Ralph that he was masturbating. <laughs> that he had his pants off <laughs> yeah. in his Or that Marge likes to get fucked slow and then fast. Well, that's just <laughs> pure and, and wholesome. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's Two loving adults. Did, but not, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, but I did had to burn this one. Ah, uh, Rick's Morgan, MD. <laughs> you have the prescription for the daily blues. Does that... Homer I don't know if that's an likes... ADR thing, because his whole face is covered. Yeah, I'm sure there was, was one of many comic uh, strip jokes they wrote for that. The running gag is that Homer likes only the bad comic yeah. strips. Like, Andy Cap, you wife-beating drunk. <laughs> and, oh, Marmaduke. But he, he I know, I told that ones. elsewhere. I not only love comic books growing up, I love comic strips mm. I love them like, yeah I mean I ritualistically read them for yeah. I don't know 15 years maybe yeah, Garfield Gateway Calvin and Hobbes like universe like I ignored talking to women in front of me to read Calvin <laughs> and Hobbes for like <laughs> while after puberty so I, I asked I would ask my grandparents uh, to save me their comics pages because they lived in a different town that had all these different comics mm. and just they, they lived in this if anybody goes by Ocala, Florida, top of the world, mm. the top of the world, it's called the top of the world. It's right next to. Uh, Is that where Scarface died? I, it's just it's an old, it's a community of people who drive mostly golf carts around. Uh, a giant. It's I believe it's the size of Manhattan. Hmm. It's, wow. it's just where old people live in little homes all it's attached like to Del one Boca Vista, but it, writ large. It's the it most Florida thing you can think of. Apparently, it borders right on John Travolta's personal uh, air airport field. Ah, uh, yeah. Like that. Well, he's got to live close to Clearwater, Florida, the home of the Scientology. Beca- <laughs> because they're that big, they had their own newspaper. So, like, wow, I, I would get like because I think I wanted like the fucking Lockhorns and Mother Goose and Grimm, <laughs> which weren't in our paper, but the rest of it was all like Rex mm. Morgan, MD, and Prince Valiant, um, and I all. These holdovers, it, Rex, Rex Morgan takes yes. back to 1948. I mean, I, I'm sure these could tell good stories, these soap opera comics. The problem wow. was they told one scene over the course of three months because it's that, like two lines of dialogue per day. Yeah, that's how it was. I never read those, but I, as the biggest Spider-Man fan in the world, yeah. I would try to read the Spider-Man comic strip, Tough and man. that would drive me crazy too because it really was... I'm stealing this observation from Hayes Davenport, yeah. the comedian who I really like, who also <laughs> was one of the first people at the JFK Terminal 4 protest Saturday morning. Oh, I was seeing him tweet. Good on him. Uh, before thousands were there, he was tweeting about it. Anyway, he pointed out that the Spider-Man comic strips had the problem of all those ones of like panel one. Mm-hmm. I will tell you what happened in the previous <laughs> strip. Mm-hmm. Panel two, new development. Panel three, to oh, be no. continued. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next, so then the next day, it's like here's what happened yesterday. New thing. It's just like that's interminable. It, it Meanwhile, read. like Prince Valiant is a paragraph next to a single picture. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, what is this? These are insane and like unconscionably boring. And, and <laughs> I, I remember trying to read them, but the, yeah, my grandparents' paper was filled with them, including Rex Morgan, MD, which is just something 
I haven't thought of. I don't think anybody said out loud in at least 15 years. Mm-hmm. Rex Morgan, MD, everybody. But, of course, we move into... Bart's got a, he's got his own plans to destroy Gabbo. Yeah, Gabbo's got a bit of a plot. That ought to hold a little SOBs. Gabbo, quiet. Oh, I would want to offend the little SOBs. This is, mm-hmm. But that, like, fully lets you know Gabbo is a sentient being. Yeah, no, it's Arthur talk- Crandall is crazy. <laughs> I think that's the only thing. Yeah. Like, he's just always <laughs> hanging out with him. And then off camera, he's just like, please, Gabbo. It's- I mean, he is. this is based on a movie where a ventriloquist goes insane. Yeah. So it's, it's happening with Arthur Crandall. And this is a reference to an urban legend. On the yes. commentary, they believe it happened, but I looked it up on Snopes and it didn't. Me too. You did yes. too? Yeah. Um, a radio? Because I, oh. I thought I could find the clip of it. Me I was too. like, oh, let's find the clip and do it. But yeah, so. Yeah, radio, a kid's radio. Radio host named Uncle Don. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was said that he said that that ought to hold the little bastards, but it never happened. Mm. It was just sort of this you know meme or whatever that got passed around and really? became it became an urban legend. It was the Mandela effect or yeah. one of those mm. other things of just like everybody told each other this happened. Yeah. So it's a, just a created memory that everybody agrees. Yeah, to. yeah the Mandela effect you might remember recently from uh, Sinbad starring in Kazam, which in the, didn't happen, yes. and even he says no, and no, and the that people inf- do not believe that, him, that he- infuriated me because I was <laughs> yeah. like. In the mid '90s, I watched every Sinbad yeah, film, and I knew he. I was like, "Yeah, you're getting it confused with the superhero Shazam mm-hmm. and the and the Shaquille but O'Neal you know, movie." Do you know how somebody dated it back? This is this is deviating because if you watch Kazam on video, like all of us did, mm-hmm. there's a preview in the beginning for Sinbad's first kid. If your brain ah, is yes. mush and not fully formed, mm. you think Sinbad when you think of the genie movie, and it's, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like you're just racist, like. You would have seen Sinbad every time you popped in Kazan. Mm-hmm. So, and if you're a little kid, it's understandable. How, but, but when the actor and director refute you, yeah, <laughs> this doesn't that's, exist. Yeah. That's the part that drives me crazy. Of just like, look, you may think this is a Berenstain versus Berenstain thing, but like this isn't. You just the human uh, brain so is fallible. Yeah. Look that up, people. It's great. Uh, but of course, I love that. Can, can, this is one of my. But that's Second why favorite they, Ken Brockman news. So that's oh, why right. they say Sorry. it exactly. This ought to hold the little. Mm. But they say SOBs instead of bastards. SOBs but. is little. I didn't. I don't think I knew what it meant because no, I, me I either heard "son of a bitch." I never heard anybody say SOB. <laughs> uh, but I, this is my second favorite Brockman moment mm. uh, ever. Gabo's kind of language has no place on or off TV, and that's my two cents. <laughs> that ought to hold those SOBs. <laughs> What the? Brockman fired. <laughs> I loved it. They so, already had the Chiron ready. One thing I want to mention not to bring us down is I've seen this device happen in a billion pieces of fiction mm-hmm. where a character is brought down by uh, being recorded, mm-hmm. not knowing they're being recorded like a face in the crowd. So many, so many movies, so many TV shows. We know based on real life that can no longer happen anymore. You cannot yeah. use that plot device. You mm-hmm. shouldn't have used it before because it's so overused. But now it's like... This person said the worst thing. Another president. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So like this just proved it doesn't work well, and it doesn't work on Gabbo. Well, that's yeah. why I sort of explain why it doesn't work on Gabbo, other than Gabbo Gaff. Yeah. <laughs> other than like maybe people were more mad at Brock, and I they, they just looked at Brock. Yeah. I guess like, there was no uh, reference to what happened afterwards, right? I yeah. hate people like Ken Brockman who fan outrage of things that a ton of people have said, mm-hmm. and someone prominent gets caught saying it. It's a little shocking. That's locker room talk. But it's well. That's just I know, evidence I know. of a terrible person. I, I understand that. But uh, I want to say this helped bring Gabbo down enough for people to get interested in Krusty. That's again, true. Maybe for a special. That's true. But that's because Krusty's got friends. Yeah. Uh, Thirty-five years in show business and already no one remembers me. Just like what's his name and who's it's and you know that guy always wore a shirt. Ed Sullivan. Yeah. 
<laughs> I didn't know you knew Luke Perry. <laughs> no, I'm... He's my worthless half-brother. He's a big TV star. Yeah, on Fox. <laughs> that face. Christmas Taylor. Yeah. That Midler. Bet and I owned a racehorse together. Crudler. Hey, Bart, if we get all these big stars to appear on a special with Krusty, it might get his career going again. There we go. There's the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Midler is a national treasure, by yes. the way. I, I want to reference the, uh, the Crudler joke, which is something I just got uh, <laughs> oh, maybe a few really? years ago, where you think if they were to own a horse together, they would combine the, their names to be Misty. Mm-hmm. But ah. they did the opposite. They did Crudler. All right, I so didn't get that's that. the joke. The, uh. the horse should be named Misty, but it said it's, na- it's named Crudler. The worst. Mustovsky. Well, <laughs> if you've ever gone to a horse race, every nope. name is horrible because they're just they're named by rich guys who just name it like is seventeen five hundred two or Man of War. All these things like they're. The names make no sense because uh, they're just named by their owners. A little bit of trivia. Before we named the show Laser Time, it was mm. supposed to be a joke based on a Mr. Show sketch where a guy playing pool taught you about a horse race. Oh. And Bob Odenkirk yells, here comes Batman the horse. Batman the horse. Papa's delicate condition. I think we finally don't own the URL Batman the podcast, which is supposed to be the name of it being exactly what it is now, a show about fucking commercials and action figures. <laughs> was one of them if Mandy Patinkin was a horse? Yeah, and Mandy Patinkin Mandy was Patinkin a horse. Was yeah. just, and then just, we do the clap every time and then look yeah. at the screen That's and then why laugh. nitrogen. Oh, so great. Uh, that's the, a great sketch. So, Luke Perry being his brother has been completely forgotten from yeah. they never mentioned it ever again. Krusty has fallen so far. Mm-hmm. This this is more of the Elvis thing of Elvis was in a bad place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and that I also did love that old Jewish man he's never been this crazy <laughs> before. This is the only time he's ever been a guy who dances in his underwear on the street, but Oh, that's great. And the and the old man dancers on the TV. <laughs> I like that. I get that joke now that is they'll put anything on television. That was the joke. But the timing of this episode, though, too, the third act is half the runtime. That's true. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, but... they crammed every celebrity in that third yeah. act. It's, yeah. I mean, it's a difficult task. I want to play this one because, man, thank you so much again to Luke Perry. A horsey. And what are you making, sideshow Luke Perry? A 19th century carousel. Luke Perry's moment in this episode is kind of my favorite gag, being mm. shot of the cannon. It's what? Really good. what? It's yeah. so good, and Luke, it just doesn't it doesn't work in audio. Luke Perry put on his working boots. I'm like, uh, uh, some <laughs> yeah. people said, you get five words from me, and then I go home. But yeah. Luke Perry was like, I'm having fun. Simpsons is fun. I wonder, though, mm-hmm. he never came back, and I do wonder that... In the time between him recording this episode Mm -hmm. and it airing was the monorail episode, which had a very, very direct shot at Luke Perry of, he's young, he's hip, he's He's 35 years old. That that was also the the hokiest Luke Perry joke that everybody was making. I'm I'm sure it was in Mad Magazine, SNL, whatever else. It wasn't very nice. It's happening to Riverdale right now. Yeah, it's true. Jughead fucks now. Uh, he should be, but, but so they go on a tour of all the yeah, celebrities, I, and I'm sad that I, Bette Midler doesn't have any more great lines. It's everybody. Her, her, Bette Midler being a scourge to villainy. Yeah, I love, like, she kills people. Yeah. Oh no, Bette Midler. Bette Midler kills Snake, and that whoever a, this was. I'll get you for this, Midler. <laughs> 
I love the 80s action music. That was actually yeah. part of her clause. Like, she wanted to have her environmentalism worked into okay. the show in some way. She ran a group at some point. I don't know. I, I'm not aware of her environment. I'm not aware of a lot about Bette Midler. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, did, I, I just assumed it was someone like an Ed Bagley Jr. that everybody associated with environmentalism. Yeah. Well, I mean, she but, definitely has liberal causes. And she was a big uh, early gay rights advocate. Mm. As, uh, like Wait, as, gay people like Bette Midler? What? <laughs> when she was coming up in her career as a singer, she would she would sing at bathhouses in Manhattan, really? like New York. Like that was a famous thing she did. And I like what Bette Midler movie <laughs> have you actually your seen? All the <laughs> like Hocus Pocus. You've seen that one. We right. talked about her on thirty twenty ten because I had to do a little research on her. That she had this huge Disney contract in the mid eighties of all movies I have not seen. Uh-huh. Outrageous Fortune. I have seen from Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Beaches. Like a box office titan for a very for a brief period there, and then mm. I, I didn't see her in a lot after. At this point, I don't think we see Bette Midler mm. in just about anything. Well, she went back to the stage, mm. and you should see the the film The Rose is great. Well, the song in The Rose is is one of my favorites. I I, I will cry hearing it. But the, <laughs> it's on uh, a list of names of things Chris won't see. <laughs> well, all right. Well, let's them. straighten this up with <laughs> Hugh Hefner in a visit yes. to the Playboy Mansion. Desalinization plant? Yes. The grotto uses so much water. The bunnies felt we should go this way. Smart bunnies, Hef. I can't call you Hef, can't I? No. <laughs> can, can no. you believe, he, of all the people who are dead in this episode, none of them are Hugh Hefner? He, yeah. I think he's 90? Yeah, clean living? So, uh, no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> well, I will say these things about Hefner, that he was, uh, as a pornographer, he, he was on on the edge of uh, freedom of speech stuff and also had been early advocate of pro-life stuff in... in Pro-life? The, yeah, is, yeah. Uh, sorry. Other okay. way around. Pro-choice. That's right. And pro-segregating television. Yeah, but he, he was... he did not wear an American flag diaper. <laughs> no, yes, that's true. Uh, I mean, he's just the less extreme version of Larry Flint. Like, same with... They won't show the beaver in Playboy. Mm-hmm. He won't wear a diaper. Like, that's the <laughs> same. But the... There are good things about him, but he's also gross and mm-hmm. a gross old man. And he... And, like, the Playboy empire was dying... And then his daughter took it over and and rebranded it for the 90s, and then it died again in the 2000s. And but still uh, not dead, but no. I believe the grotto he's speaking of is a house he no longer owns. He might, I think yeah. he might still live there. I've read a story maybe in the past few years about just how awful the play, Playboy Mansion is. It's mm-hmm. just falling apart. It's dilapidated. Yeah. It's just the shadow of its and former people, self. People rent out the outside for parties, mm. such as video game reviews. To say they've been there. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, for real. I mean, back in the day, it was like, you'll go here and you'll like see James Conn fucking and, some lady get, and, watch but, Silverstein getting his dick sucked yeah you can see all these Silverstein? yes all the time what yep. yeah the, you look up people who were the regulars of the grotto Shell it's uh, yes and, man but but also the thing in playboy always was like you wouldn't as as some as somebody whose friend who was friends with people who would look at straight porn and i would look at it i'd be like well this is this one's easier for me because i don't have to see all of the vagina that's <laughs> nice they kind of they shoot I, around it i fell in love with the first playboy i ever saw featuring Kirk Cameron's uh, on-screen yes. girlfriend from Growing oh. Pains, who he then fired for appearing in that very issue. The only pornographic magazine I saw for years. Mm. When I saw how good it can get outside of Playboy, I never <laughs> ever went back. Well, and by ninety, uh, by and I the... don't have a lot of need for like six thousand dollars stereos. That's mm. that is the bulk of the fucking magazine. I just remember it smelling like eight colognes. <laughs> like that's that's what Playboy is. It yeah. just smells like eight colognes. Is that a bunch of inserts in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, because that's their audience. They're selling I mean, it, it to. It was always supposed to be 
be a high end. Uh, and know. it was known for actually very good yeah, yeah, journalism. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but, I, I mean, when you're a kid, I think all the Playboys you see are at least ten years out of date, or at least for me, it was. <laughs> it, of course, uh, we all know the the phenomenon of finding porn in the woods. Yes, and that's where that's I found where my I first porn. Mine. Yeah, well, my friend caught me with them. Was going to tell my mom. I mean, I was lucky in that I had a friend. Well, lucky I was. I wasn't enjoying those mm-hmm. Playboys too much. I was more entertained by my friends getting hard looking at the Playboy. <laughs> if, I, if I want to be, if I'm being totally honest. But I wouldn't tell them that. But anyway, uh, I had two different friends who were just like, their dads were huge porn freaks, who to the point where like, if they took a six-month-old Playboy, their dad would not notice. Yeah, so, I, the people I took it from are like, he had, there's so many Playboys, the garage is filled with a bunch of unguarded porn mags. Well, now we have all that porn cataloging software. Yeah, that's <laughs> the Makes thing. it much I, easier. It's just porn is so nothing, and that's what killed Playboy, so... Well, not killed, but no, it has a in, TV, it has a channel, it has a website yeah. that has a completely different identity from nude women. Yeah, but but in the nineties, mm-hmm. we got to see the resurgence of like the the centerfold. At least back to back, it was like Pam Anderson and Jenny McCarthy, who mm-hmm. became monster stars. And Nicole Smith, and Nicole Smith too. Mm-hmm. All three of those blondes became major stars mm-hmm. and got to own their own brand and do their own stuff. Just from the fame that began with being centerfold of the year in Playboy, yeah. and and then they went on to then they were like, well, I don't have to show my tits to be <laughs> a star. I can do a sketch comedy show like Jenny McCarthy did with with Brian Posehn on it, and like, John Benjamin too, and John I think. Benjamin, Melissa yeah. McCarthy because they're they are related. There was oh, a really I, I remember the only sketch I remember from the Jenny McCarthy show was where they seemed to be setting up that Brian Posehn was the male guy. At, at Jenny McCarthy's office and he was stalking her but then it turned out that no. she was stalking him oh. was that was like, during alone. was that during Mr. Show like a Mr. Show's yes, downtime it was. Wow. Yes, yeah. yeah, I just remember the sketch where the puppets uh, kept getting distracted by her and just keep saying oh you smell so good like oh you smell oh, yes, nice yeah, or whatever yeah yeah uh, I, I will say at the time she was so gorgeous and so outgoing and funny. I really mm-hmm. didn't like Jenny McCarthy and and mm-hmm. Pam Anderson. You know yeah. she also like she Pam. Speaking of people getting political, like she was very anti fur, big vegan, big time, all that stuff. Good friends with Sam Simon, mm-hmm. uh, co-creator of The Simpsons, to bring this back to The Simpsons. It brings back The Simpsons. The, the Playboy up. just about. I think the last gas for Playboy as a porn as mm-hmm. pornography was when they paid in a lot of money to Lindsay Lohan to get naked for their thing. And it was just like, it was uploaded immediately. Yeah. It was just yeah. like, nobody's going to buy these yeah. images. Dudes do want to jerk off to I, it, I, but they're not going to buy Playboy. I ain't paying for it. When I grew up a little and, and did discover other <laughs> means, opening up a Playboy and their interviewer, mm-hmm. those to me are like the first podcasts. It's a, it's a, like a, a prolonged, outrageously yeah, long, uncensored, unabridged yeah. interview with fascinating people. I, I I forget who that guy is. I he, uh, but he he's amazing. I love the. the I think interviews. most of their archives are online. I think like every centerfold mm-hmm. is online for really? free. Yeah. I don't I don't have the screen for. Go it. out there and jerk off, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> but the Chili Peppers are here. The Chili Peppers are here. There's a great moment later. But in terms of something for some, every time I talk about fucking Woody Woodpecker, which. You'd be astonished how much I do it with these seven <laughs> podcasts I'm on Stop on a weekly basis. Stop talking about it, goddamn. Brett and Dave, throw this at me. We want Chili Willy. <laughs> That's Chili Willy's the penguin, right? He's the penguin from Land yeah. Studios. Yeah, yes. uh, I think I think we already <laughs> know this, but but Flea is easily the best actor Dude. of the Chili Peppers. Yeah, he's the worst actor in Back to the Future too. The best actor in the Chili in this yeah. episode of the Chili Peppers. Yeah, was... I don't know if that's John Frusci. 
Frusciante, the Chili Peppers had like 8,000 8, guitarists. Yeah, this <laughs> is, I think it's him. It's before uh, Dave Navarro, Dave Navarro yeah. joined up. But I, this was back when it was cutting edge. Like the Chili Peppers were cutting edge. They yeah. weren't like the, they weren't like the Grateful Dead for our generation <laughs> now. Which the now Grateful just like, Dead for 90s funk rock. I mean, they've been ruined by John Daly to me. Like look up. Abracadabra, yeah. California. Yeah, look up Abracadabra, California. Bing a bong a bong a bong Burbank. Yeah. And the, uh, I have a line in here I say all the time, mm-hmm. which is now back to the wall. It's <laughs> like that if I if I'm gonna go back to doing nothing at work or yeah. doing something, I'll say I'll end a conversation with someone like, and now back to the wall. <laughs> All that that whole scene, I should have got it because it's really funny. Like, can I look at the wallet? <laughs> Not for free. My wallet's in the car. What a fun! Would you walk into the bar without your wallet? It's like he is so <laughs> stupid. Now back to the wall. Though so the writers admit that was them being lazy. Of like, hey Mo, look over there. What am I looking at? What like he had nothing. Yeah. It, I mean, Mo is normally not that stupid, but uh, it worked for the scene. I uh, but I'm not gonna play the death jingle again. But uh, it's first Liz, baby. Miss Taylor. A couple of grade school kids wanted you to be on a crusty special. I told them to puzzle off. Good. I I I, I remember <laughs> hoping watching this till I remember she does have a line. If if she has in the Simpsons twice saying one word, That's that true, would be yeah. so cool. But she has she, well, she does say one more line. line but, yeah, that is great. Mm-hmm. I think that that was one of my favorite jokes mm-hmm. uh, when I first saw it. That it is a parody of this episode of saying, "Why would a celebrity do something <laughs> yeah, if children like, showed up?" She wouldn't. And she died in 2011, by the way. Yes. I remember writing up a post about it because... uh, But she was famous for being famous at that point. She mm -hmm. was not... And I remember... It's not nice, Mm -hmm. but I remember... My mom and or my parents agreeing like Elizabeth Taylor doesn't look like that now. No, like, no, it's not. But she's but she was pure Hollywood glamour, and we we yeah, miss dude. her very much. So she was polishing a diamond, I think, in the yeah. scene, yeah. and she had a perfume called White Diamonds or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. I remember that because on CBS one night she appeared oh, on every sitcom yes. to promote her perfume, oh like Murphy God. Brown and like Evening that. Shade and all that shit. It was amazing. Yeah, yes. because she had, she had kind of withdrawn from not from public life, but from being in anything. Pretty like much appearing yeah. and stuff. And I remember writing about her when she died it is really sad that if you're from my generation the most common elizabeth taylor ground you have is where she plays wilma's mother in the flintstones oh my god (laughs) well i mean it has to be hard if you're known as the world's most beautiful woman and you start aging like what do you do with that identity after that and what's willie uh what's uh her main name i forgot shale shale clever great great but actually i'm gonna have to look this every time please watch who's afraid of virginia wolf uh fantastic movie you can see her at her best and uh and i just watched night of the iguana which is fucking amazing you want to see her sexy as watcher in cat on a hot tin roof God, this is a hard segue back into sideshow mel working at the gulp and blow the gulp and blow in its last appearance i think <laughs> this gulp is, and blow the manager here is like for some reason makes me laugh so oh, much wow we're skipping over the, the we're skip, manager we're skipping over crusty's weight gain which was like uh, eight seconds yeah in the but i, I, I kind of hate all that like, it's not great but it's where they put in the bill murray <laughs> jokes we talked about earlier and also he gains about a 200 pounds in <laughs> oh, three weeks yeah and i also just wanted to mention it because i have a theory that they originally timed out all that stuff to Eye of the Tiger or or the Rocky theme. Yeah. Because it ends just with a straight up Rocky. The last two scenes are Rocky. But in the Simpsons pudding. house, yeah. like he's beating, they're boxing in, in the living room. And Homer at, eating raw beef. That's hanging the carcass. in their kitchen. I yeah. imagine there's both not enough time for the song and not enough money in the budget considering how many songs end up being licensed for this yeah. episode. Yeah. And so, but it's silence. Like mm-hmm. instead it's silence. Sorry, Krusty. I like it here. Mr. Johansson treats me with dignity. 
Is this clown bothering you, Mel? That's all right, Mr. Johansson. I'll handle it. <laughs> Here's your taco, sir. I don't want it. But this comes out of my salary. If I had a girlfriend, she'd kill me. I don't know. I love all that, and I want to know more about the Mr. incredibly Johansson? earnest Mr. Johansson. I, okay, maybe it was the mustache, but I felt he had a crush on Mel. <laughs> Is this man bothering you? I like that he respected him. Yeah. Yeah. More managers like, should be like him. I agree. And meanwhile, the, ow, ow. That was... It, Very it, much like Barney. Yeah. It's another precursor to the rake joke, joke. Rake. that uh, of just like no do it two more times <laughs> so i was wrong shale was not her main name slag hoople slag hoople wilma slag hoople sounds like a slur <laughs> uh, wow they same in common with all the naming conventions of steven universe thanks to uh, the love of those stones mm-hmm. uh, right. uh, but this is one of my favorite uh lines of the entire show love calling the clip giving away give it away um oh, which yes. where they are convinced to change the lyrics to this song now boys uh the network has a problem with some of your lyrics which do you mind changing him for the show? Forget you, clown. Yeah, our lyrics are like our children, man. No way. Well, okay. But here will you say, what I got, you gotta get and put it in you. How about just, what I'd like is I'd like to hug and kiss you. Wow. That's much better. <laughs> Everyone can enjoy that. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, it's based on the famous story that they mm-hmm. told the Doors mm-hmm. and Jim Morrison to change Girl, we couldn't get much higher mm-hmm. in that song when they sang it on Ed Sullivan. They said they would, and then he sang the original lyrics, mm-hmm. yeah, and it got awesome. them very angry. And it was a very dramatic moment in Oliver Stone's The Doors, All starring right. Val Kilmer, which you, if you haven't seen that, but you have seen Wayne's World 2, you've seen most of that <laughs> film. That's a, that's amazing. Uh, that The Doors was the touchstone for that yes. movie. But the that ain't fe- Catcher, not Catcher in the Rye, the uh, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's one more thing, though. This is this might be based on the Red Hot, uh, I'm sorry, Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Having to change, let's spend some, uh, let's spend the night, night together, together to let's spend some time together on ah, Ed Sullivan in '67. Yes. So this happened twice. And they Sullivan. were supposed to be in the show. And you can see uh, Mick Jagger rolling his eyes as he sings the change line, wow. and, he, and he slips it in once, like yeah. one time. At Sullivan the end. Uh, is a very repressive force, it and, seems. But having being very knowledgeable of that song. I don't remember it being much of a controversy. I remember thinking, like, man, I can't believe they're saying this yeah. on the radio, but I don't remember a lot of and people complaining. I never, until Krusty said it out loud as a kid, I mm-hmm. never got, oh, yeah, what I got, you got to get and put, put it in you, is pretty. Repeat three times. Yeah. And we've mentioned the Gilbert Gottfried podcast mm-hmm. a lot on the show, and I have to say, based on all of the ancient guests they interview, <laughs> you get the sense that Ed Sullivan was a talentless dipshit oh, weirdo yeah. Oh, yeah. that yes. no one liked yeah. Yeah. and yeah. could not take a joke, yeah. did not understand anything about show business, just sort the of fell into his luckiest position. man in the world you, you're the one guy in a suit who showed up for this thing called television yeah you're hired oh and i like that luke perry says let's do it for mom establishing yeah. that is their shared relation because yeah. you it is hard to imagine luke perry being <laughs> his father Mason's being son. jackie mason the rabbi <laughs> yeah. instead it's probably his mom got with some gentile mm. and, and uh, crusty is so resentful and jealous he wants to disfigure his brother <laughs> yes. and ruin his life it's and career another, those moments of them dreaming of something and then it exactly happens yeah. like it, that happens all the time in season four so many times mm-hmm. like i imagine this and then the exact thing happens and this is more like the elvis special mm-hmm. well it's like it's a sinatra bit but from the elvis special yes the crusty the letters, letters yeah. are the elvis comeback special from 68 which mm-hmm. 
speaking to Gilbert Godfrey podcast, he interviews the director of oh, that right, yeah. who pulled it all together and got Elvis to lose the weight and get Elvis to stop listening to every enabler in his life and finally do something great. And it stuck with it sounds like it stuck with Elvis for about a year and then he went back. And to but, dig even deeper, this singing of Send in the Clowns was from the Jackie Gleason show. Wow. He would sing it when I think Red Skeleton or some famous clown would come out. He would sing the whole thing very ah, schmaltzy. Okay. Schmaltz. Yeah, like, but this sad. Live from Springfield, the entertainment capital of this state, the Krusty Comeback Special. Send in <laughs> the clowns. Those daffy, laffy clowns. It's very touching. I, I just, I was born right on the cusp of this style of entertainment leaving forever, where if like you're on television, songs. you will have to sing whether you can or not. Yeah, yeah. And so this, I find this very entertaining. And now. I think a lot of these drawings were done by Brad Bird. The schmaltz. Yeah. The schmaltz. schmaltz. Yeah, that's like definitely Brad Bird. something. Like schmaltz. Uh, though Send in the Clowns is a Stephen Sondheim song. It originates oh. from Broadway. So, oh, which, uh, which musical? It is from the musical A Little Night Music, the oh. 1973 musical. Adaptation of Ingmar Bergman's film Smiles of a Summer Night. Interesting. It's a ballad from Act Two in which the character Desiree reflects on the ironies and disappointments of her life. Mm. But like all great songs sung by women, Frank Sinatra <laughs> steals it <laughs> and makes it more famous. And move over, honey. Yeah. I love that record my song documentary where Nancy Sinatra's talking about like having to wrestle. Yeah. These boots are made from walking away from Frank Sinatra <laughs> because, like, why would you as a man need to sing this song? This is a song a little girl it sings, doesn't Dad. Make any sense. Stop. And the way Mel shows up, it's like the 17th time oh, they've yeah. done a Rat Pack reunion yeah. show. I thought it was the uh, Jerry Lewis Dean Martin reunion. Yeah, thing. well, the, the one Lewis with Sideshow Bob and Black Widower mm. was even more directly this, yeah. but it was the same deal. Same joke. But mm. it's just they've. Jeff Martin would say it on commentaries all the time. Like they, they were just so influenced by that. It was a major moment for them as children of the seven. Thank yeah. you for anyone under twenty five for hanging in here for this. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so fascinated by a bunch of this shit. I we're here to saw. guide you through it and I tell you why it. it's. Funny. I love it, dude. Uh, <laughs> and that also is when Gabo throws Ray J under the bus again <laughs> and just like Ray J Johnson. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But this Midler jam has warped my memory of the actual event. Uh, Same here. Did you ever know that you're my hero? You're everything I would like to be. Really good thing. It's beautiful. You can fly (laughs) higher than an eagle. God, that's terrible. Because I am the wind beneath my wings. Dan Castellaneta can sing. <laughs> he yeah. sings his Barney in the next yeah. episode beautifully. But, but that's I don't know why he changes it the first person. Ego. So, I am the wind beneath your wings. That again feels like a sequel joke to uh, the Demoxenel episode. Uh-huh. When Homer, uh, when Marge is singing "You Are So Beautiful to Me," yeah. Homer sings it back selfishly from his perspective, and I think it's a similar joke of "You're just so selfish that you couldn't sing this song back to the person from the same perspective." Mm, you're you're so like, vain. no, you're singing this song about me, so I'm going to change the words <laughs> to reflect how this song's about me. She's wow. singing about God. He's always happy. Oh wait, he's but always it, mad. I have to imagine. I think is that Bette Midler really singing for the. I think that's an original. I think yeah. she sang it for them, especially to tune it too. out with Krusty. Yeah. I mean, you know, in just the last uh, two episodes, 
years ago. No, yeah, Whacking Day. Barry White sang in it mm-hmm. originally in the yeah. booth, and I could see Bette Midler not being such a uh, a superstar to be like, I'm not singing. I, I loaded here. it up for comparison, and I was like, Oh, I'm not listening to this at all. <laughs> and, and, but but it it is, if she's doing it live in the Simpsons recording booth, that's fucking yeah. great. It is a Bette Midler original. Mm. She sang it for the in, film Beaches. It's a reference to her singing on Johnny the Carson's second to last yes. Johnny the Carson. Sorry, Johnny, Johnny Carson's Carson. second to last episode of the night show yeah. and i added the false memory you did chris where yeah. i thought she sang this song and i thought I she too. sat on his desk like she mm-hmm. does in this episode the last the last guest the last fool mr carson will have to suffer gladly. she was the final guest this you is the, the last episode oh it's sadly. the last one okay yep. oh well he is quarter to three <laughs> there's no one in the place except you and me so set him up joe Got a little story I think you should know. Uh, okay. I, so it's not that song. Uh, it's one goosebumps. One, one, one goosebumps. more goosebumps. Baby. It, it, yeah. It's goosebumps because we yeah. just and we did a laser time show about it about saying goodbye to David Letterman and whether yeah. or not you were a fan of him. The people who tuned even in and out. It's really interesting to watch these goodbye to in- television yeah. institutions. Mm-hmm. And in this clip too, I mean, Carson seemed like kind of a dick to people and yeah. professionals, but he's crying at the end of this. Yes. He's breaking up and it's really touching to watch. Yeah, and yeah. I, I reminds me of Norm MacDonald <laughs> crying at David Letterman. And that then is what I like. That Norm Letterman said, like, we're not friends. Like, he's yeah. not even necessarily nice to me, but he, <laughs> he's been... He's well, been... Letter, but then it was funny that Letterman being the stone-cold, like, <laughs> asshole he is, he's just like, what I'm happened, not Norm? <laughs> What happened, Norm? Like, he wouldn't cry even in nope. the last episode. Nope. No tears. He's just like, yep, yeah. Uh, but Norm what is What is crying. it about that job? <laughs> or, if, or if you saw... The night of the last telecast, Jimmy Kimmel yeah. on his show was like, Breaking up. I love David Letterman and you should watch that and not me. And mm. we used to watch it together, remember? We mm. used to. It's like he's crying. Like, yeah, it, it that, really he has, he has shots of him like with the late night with David Letterman birthday cake and his first license plate was yes. a custom late show. Oh, I missed That's that. That's how yeah, big a fan he was of it. And I was, I was like that with Conan as a little kid. Yeah, I, me too. Yeah, I didn't know that until I read the, the sequel to The Late Shift, mm-hmm. which was about the Conan mm-hmm. Leno thing. And they talked. They have a introduction to all of them, mm-hmm. all of the contemporary players, including Jimmy Kimmel. And that's why I found all that out. Mm. It was it was quite a surprise. Carson is made to be the perfect man, as I think that was them being mean <laughs> back of like, okay, we'll be so nice. You'll you'll be the strongest human that's ever lived uh, and the so perfect entertainer. Do you think that was an interpretation of like maybe Carson or his people's notes? No, I think they. I think I got. A, I got. A, when you say it like that, that's the vibe I get. That, like, the notes were he didn't want to be a mooch, or they didn't mm-hmm. like his portrayal, so they nicened it up. Yeah, like, I they're, think they're they pretty clear of that. Were passive aggressive in that way. Like I you'll be the so nicest, too. strongest yeah. guy ever. Gene and Reese are really not fans of Johnny Carson. No. Like I think <laughs> there are fewer. Once Merkin takes over, the Johnny as Krusty the Clown jokes are a little less. Yeah, like, I mean, we see a little bit of that in uh, season six, Bart of Darkness, where. He's again hosting a very like it's more like um, Jack Parr's yeah, night it's show. Much more though. like the Jack yeah. Parr tonight show in those flashbacks, mm-hmm. and when they're like, "Oh, it's classic Krusty," like, well, but it is the Krusty. They they watch episodes of Krusty show that are just like this is a clown show. This yeah. is a bozo show. This is not the Tonight yeah, Show. What do you interview the Dalai Lama and then throw to the cartoon? Like, when, how does <laughs> though, that work? In, though in the I didn't do it episode, it is it is more like SNL. Yeah, it like, really uh, is. Yeah. yeah, no, but he's every showbiz thing they need. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. whatever celebrity they want him to be yeah. at any time. 
And then Liz Taylor finds out she wasn't invited. Like, I've got to fire yeah, that agent. I wish, I wish she didn't have that line. Ah, but it makes funny. it funnier that, like, at the end of the show, she's standing in the window looking at Looking everybody. into Moe's, yeah. yeah looking and, at, uh, this, this, this also might... wouldn't be a season four episode if they didn't bash an award. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, you should win it. I like the Middler went in on it. Like, yeah. you should win an Emmy for this. No, they wouldn't know nothing. Dinosaurs, like, hey, hey, like that is them saying, "F well, you." We're still mad we didn't get every Emmy we feel we should get. It. The next episode's chalkboard gag is, "I will never win an Emmy." Bart writing on, yeah. but, but they won Emmys. They, they they've won clearly won Emmys. Yeah. and Enemies. would win them Emmys. Again. Uh, I, I don't know why, but one of the funniest moments in the show is Flea yelling in yes. Moe's bar for I some know. reason. I guess because no one yells that loud in the Simpsons. Off ever. mic, you can tell the you can tell the mic interference yeah. on that, but they kept it, and I love it. What's up, hey, Mo? Hey, Mo? hey, you can't come in here dressed like that. Get with the times, Mo. Yeah, I say if it feels good, do it. All right. <laughs> that doesn't work. Don't snap my undies. <laughs> that doesn't work. This They're in their a, underwear. It's a preview of seasons five. Uh, season five's Do What You Feel Festival. Uh, I think it is a Do Which What the You The underwear feel thing was not a trend. The, the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> yeah. did not start that. You don't. That's that's a very. And I bet like, they probably. If anything, they were more famous for that. Those pictures of them and the with, performances of just yeah. the socks over their dicks. Yeah, their yeah. Pubic they, hair bursting out like a like an eclipse. <laughs> they, they could, could not do that on The Simpsons. I think it would be no, too grotesque. It was. Uh, they got as far as they could and. D- does that last clip have the sweetest plum? Oh, in it, of course it does. That's okay. the sweetest Great. plum. I'm a star again. I don't know how to thank you, kids. That's all right, Krusty. We're getting 50% of the t-shirt sales. What? That's the sweetest plum, you little... <laughs> ah, what the hell. Ta. You deserve it. Man. But T-shirt sales for that man, Bart and Lisa, fifty percent fund. Sales. Yeah, that's yeah. We don't see that money later in the series. <laughs> those mentions are like, well, wait, where did all this money go? Unless you need to explain how they have money to fix things later. You're like, <laughs> not, okay, not yeah. to prolong one of our longest episodes Dear ever. God, there's so much to explain. But the T-shirt stuff, like, I just don't see that anymore. But mm-hmm. in school and abroad, everybody would wear T-shirts commemorating where they've been and who they've seen. Mm-hmm. I do not see that at all anymore. That's true. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody wears. I don't see anybody with wearing musicians or like tour dates. They more buy their joke shirts. T-shirts like us. They're like, I'm I'm currently wearing a threadless uh-huh. tee now. I think I, <laughs> I think, bought. I saw Dolly Parton was so blown away. I bought a fucking shirt. I, like, I would do that. I I actually just went to a one of my favorite comedy podcasts, mm-hmm. Rana and Beverly. Mm-hmm. I bought a T-shirt there, and it was I'm a Beverly on the T-shirt because that's who I am of the two of Rana and Beverly. If you like, like Ben you Midler, tell us. if you like mm-hmm. Ben Midler like me, then you will love the Rana and Beverly show. It's it's. it's it's only one of five uh, comedy shows where people play old Jewish folks, yeah. right? Yes. But it's hey, very popular yes, these days. It is. But they're old Jewish women. They're That's true. Jewish. It's not like Oh Hello. Yeah. Oh Hello, which I love. Oh, my God. I wish. Bob, you and me should have seen Oh Hello. When uh, we were there was no time. There was no time. I would I see that. Yeah. It is $90 for the cheap ticket. <laughs> oh, There's uh, no money left for cocaine. Okay. Cocaine. But, but this one, this episode ends on what I feel is a, a, like a bad note. It ends on an ADR line from Grandpa. Is this the bus to the Civic Center? Yeah. But they're sitting on Johnny Carson's head while he's holding them all off of the table and playing the accordion and tap dancing. That's yes. cool, but I want to know what that original line was because I think ending on an ADR line is a bad move. It yeah. just kind of ends like, like meh. Well, you kind of aren't hearing the line as much. You're just going... 
you're just going like, ah, the music's fun. Or I love episodes that end with the theme song in it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Those are sweet moments. And maybe not the, even having a line at all would have been better. And and speaking of how it's a sequel to the softball episode, mm-hmm. same ending. Softball episode ends with a shot of all the guest stars. Yeah. This oh. one ends with a shot of all the guest stars, including Elizabeth Taylor in the window looking yeah. in. Looking at like a hungry orphan. Which that's is cute. like, what are they doing in Moe? Like, why is why, they couldn't <laughs> host it at, at a better place than Moe's? <laughs> But yeah. uh, I say that's the sweet. I know I've said that's the sweetest plot. Like, I say that, it all the time. It's, it's I say per- it constantly. It's not even the only time I say it in The Simpsons. It, it's mm. used a lot. And we've reached the end of season four, but not production season four. We still have two more episodes. To oh, go. yes. So I would tell the listeners we will do a season four wrap up, but. When we're done with production season four, I know that seems like an arbitrary thing to do, but that unlike even from three to four, mm-hmm. the t- changeover production-wise from yeah. four to five is immense. Yeah. It is an almost entirely different staff. Yeah. Well, like seventy percent different staff. So. I think like Bill Oakley, Josh Weinstein, um, Conan and, and Frank Mueller. Conan and Frank Mueller. That's basically it. And Mueller <laughs> gets uh, the old heave ho pretty oh, quick. Oh yeah, he's not on for very long. Mm-hmm. But and then coming after that will be Greg Daniel. Jace Richdale. Jace Richdale. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of big name folks, but David Cohen. Yeah, yeah, but that'll co- oh David X Cohen. Ken well, I, I can name I, them all. <laughs> I always forget about David Cohen, David S Cohen, then David X Cohen as a Simpsons writer because even though he was there as long longer Season than Greg six. Daniels oh, yeah. without, without the X or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was S. He became mm. X when he went to Futurama and mm. be more futury. Uh, but yeah, so we'll do the wrap up of season four then after Cape Fear, which is two weeks away. But this is the end of season four. It has been, it is a great season. <laughs> I think watching it, you do see sometimes they're like you were tired, or yeah, yeah. you, or you used a script you would have rewritten. Having again. having skipped ahead to season five, I think, I think that's those are the real glory days that we talk even though i love some of these episodes but like everything is firing on all cylinders in four and mm-hmm. five and in a way i thought happened in four when we got it at three though i don't know I, when we get to like i can't the wait till tw- we get like it'll be just two years till we get to a decline when we get to the 18th <laughs> episode of season five let's see if we're still saying oh uh-huh. they're all great because it <clears throat> well, all of them get the the writers obviously get tired later in the season season four had a brief dip in it but i feel like um it recovered in the end and then there were maybe three months to, to work on the remaining episodes before they aired in the fall so they had more time to spend on these later in the, yeah, in the season yeah the B-Sharps is a great episode. It really and is, yeah. Cape, Cape Fear, Fear ooh, is perfect. Beautiful. It's, it's one of the best. And so. controversial for some people. Yeah. <laughs> some some uh, actors on the show, I guess. So this has been mm-hmm. Talking Simpsons. I'm sorry if I've been off my game today, folks. I'm sick. Both Bob I and I are pretty Chris sick. gave me podcast fever or something. Oh, come on. But you can find well. <laughs> me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also host Retronauts, a classic gaming podcast, every Monday at Retronauts.com. Find us on the internet or where you get your podcasts from. And I also write for Fandom at Fandom.com and Something Awful at SomethingAwful.com. They're both fantastic. H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. That's where you'll find me. Uh, oh, boy. you If you didn't like the comments last episode, you won't like my Twitter. But, uh, but hey, some things are fun. I did tweet out a, fun, a funny video of a of a dog giving all its puppies to its owner. Have you seen this? Mm-hmm. It's so cute. The pit bull gave birth to all these puppies and then it keeps putting all the puppies in its owner's lap. Really that's negligent. <laughs> uh, but anyway, H-E-N-E-R-U-I-G, that's where you find me. I also write for fandom.com. You can find stuff there. But I'm still 
part of the Laser Time family through mm-hmm. this, and uh, you can find a, an archive of great stuff I've done on lasertimepodcast.com, but it's all supported by patreon.com slash lasertime, where you'll find so many great things, including our upcoming season four special. Mm-hmm. We will also be doing... Uh, that's also where the previous uh, season wrap-ups are and the season one entirety is on there. Yep. Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Just $5 a month gets you access to that and a ton and of a other things. A bunch of other shows, commentaries. It really helps us out. It helps us do all these other shows such it as uh, LazerTime. This week, hey, you like old pieces of showbiz minutia? Yes. This week, I do. I went and dug up uh, fucking talk show interviews with Spuds McKenzie and the Where's the Beef Lady <laughs> to show you, show you life uh, 30 years ago how big a commercial phenomenon could be. Spuds fucks now. It's it's so implied it all really the time. Is it's gross. real weird. Uh, but check it out. It's it's all about um, it's all about stupid Super Bowl commercials. But I swear to God, it's more entertaining than I'm making it sound. Uh, we also like if you like that kind of thing as well. Uh, I got to recommend 30 2010. Our look back 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago to this very week. Like looking at movies, music, TV shows, uh, some news. It's really, really fun. And if you like a lot of the stuff we bring up here, is similar to how we do stuff. On, oh, sorry, the news thing at the beginning. It's like a whole show of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I really want to give a big shout out to Eric Nagel from the oh, It's Eric yeah. Nagel show on, on Sirius XM. The show is back on Sirius 206, uh, XM 103, weekend, 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern and 3 p.m. Pacific. Did Passion we say talk. he bought Henry and myself dinner? Yes. When we were no, in New York? Uh, I've gotten to meet him a, a few times now. It's getting old, Eric. But uh, I've gotten to meet him in concert, person. Yeah. I've gotten to meet him in person in multiple things, but this was the first time Bob got yeah, to go with me great. on a trip. We were yeah, in New York. Being a sick hobbit who has forced to be chained to this goddamn station. <laughs> so he, mm. we met him in Manhattan. He took us out to dinner. Thank you very yeah, much, Yeah, thanks Eric. so much, Eric. But, I mean, we said it in person. Too, but yes. yes uh, we just want people to know how nice he is. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I'm looking, crossing my fingers, I'm looking for some really cool stuff we're going to be doing in the near future on yeah. Talking Sense as well. Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes peeled. That's a promise. We'll be back next week with Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Thanks for listening, everybody. infotainment and of course this episode of talking simpsons was executive produced by josh k and many other fine patrons at patreon.com slash laser time